In today's world, all eyes are on Ukraine. And for that reason, we wanted to press pause on our Lasting Transformation series. We'll be picking that back up again next week. For this week, we really wanted to highlight the situation inside of Ukraine and give you special insight into how you can pray. And to do that, we have a very special guest. My guest today on the Live Treasured podcast is Olina Batsuk. She was born in Ukraine and lived there for 26 years before immigrating to the United States. And while she lives in America, her heart is very much still in Ukraine. Uh, Her family lived there for generations. Uh, Her uh, cousins and Family members and friends live currently in Ukraine, many of them in Kiev, where much of the battle is going on right now. And so we wanted to interview her so that you could hear her perspective and get insight on uh, the, the people, the heart, and what is currently going on inside of Ukraine so that you could find out how you could make a difference through your prayers. So please join me in welcoming Olena to the Live Treasured podcast as she shares with us her story and the people's story of Ukraine. Hi, Eileen. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you are here. As you know, all eyes right now uh, are on Ukraine. I have never felt um, inside of a conquest such a battle going on between darkness and light. And so we wanted to, uh, inside of this podcast, share a little bit, open up the light, shed a little light on what is going on inside of Ukraine. And so Olina and I met each other, gosh, I think it was probably 15 years ago. It was Uh, just an eight. Just eight? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's close. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When you get older, like me, Olina, you lose track of time. But uh, Olina was visiting from Ukraine with an organization that ran summer summer Christian camps for orphans. The gentleman that ran that mission in the United States asked us if we would host Olina inside of our house. And so we did. And we had a blast, did we not? Oh, yeah. Amazing time. I always, I always remember everything we did and how we talked. It was unbelievable. Yeah, we had a great time. I'm telling you what, like, <laughs> I don't think that director. an amazing person for sure. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but I t- they said, well, you have these missionaries and, and take care of them. I was like, yeah. So when you're a missionary, you stay at my house. What did we do? We went and got pedicures. I took you shopping and all that kind of stuff. But, and we did. We had lots of late night conversations. And, um, and, and even, even back then, um, when there wasn't this war going on, my eyes were opened, uh, really to the oppression that existed there and, and the tension that existed there because of Russia's um, hunger to just take over and, and control. And so, exactly. 
that's exactly what's what's going on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Over the- and really and really to deny people uh their their freedom, um, which goes very countercultural <laughs> to the way that God has uh, uh has uh designed his reign inside of our life and how he calls other leaders to reign. Um, and what we want to do in this podcast is just give you insight into um, the the oppression that really has existed, uh, the tension that's always been there, and then what you can do uh, to to counteract this. So, so Alina, tell us tell us where you were born. I was born in Kiev, Ukraine. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay, so you you were born in Ukraine in Kiev right now, where there's a lot of fighting going on. Yeah. Um, and how long did you live in Ukraine? I lived there for 26 years, and then I moved to the United States. Okay. Okay. So so you lived there for 26 years, mm-hmm. and during your time there in in 26 years, what sort of impact did Russia have? Well, yeah, so it's like even historically, Russia always wanted to take over Ukraine, always. So during my living years, it's, uh, for example, attempt, Russia attempted to put um, pro-Russian president um, for Ukraine a couple of times, and they succeeded, but still Ukraine never wanted to be under Russia. Ukraine has its own culture and history, and actually all the, all the Slavic history started from Kiev, Ukraine, and it was no Russia back then. We are talking like 9th century and older, so it was Kiev, Kievan Rus back then. There were no Russia, no Moscow, nothing. And it was very big, uh, big uh, country and um, and city. So we're just t- historically we're talking like different, completely different countries. And uh, Ukraine he's, has its own language. Ukraine has its own uh, culture. And what Russia did, they it's basically a case of stolen identity because Russia wow. to name Russia out of Rus, it sounds similar in Russian Ukrainian. So Kiev and Rus, so they take the word and call them Russia and they started calling themselves Big Brother. How can it be Big Brother if everything started from Kiev? So yeah, no Big Brother. And uh, again, like uh, we've seen a lot, a lot of stuff like lately when Putin especially tried to put pro-Russian government, pro-Russian president. So we're talking a huge betrayal of Budapest memorandum, which took place in 1994 when United States, UK, Russia, and Ukraine signed documents mm-hmm. for protection Ukrainian territory, preserving Ukrainian territory, and Ukraine will give up nuclear weapon. And Ukraine was third in the world. It was after United States, Russia, Ukraine was third in the world with nuclear weapons. So Ukraine gave up. Really? And it was so I, yeah, you had third in the world for nuclear yeah, weapons. Yeah, nuclear weapon. Ukraine gave up nuclear weapon for uh, protection and preserving Ukrainian territory in countries like United States. Why, why is it so big right now? Mm-hmm. So United States, UK, Russia... 
they signed for Ukrainian protection. Putin said, I didn't sign anything. And in 2000, they took part of the Ukraine. They took part of Ukraine. They took Crimea. They started a war in the east part of Ukraine. So it's a huge betrayal. So one of the guarantees of Ukrainian protection actually just doing something against her, trying to take the territory is just unacceptable. Mm. That is, that's, that's unbelievable. And that just shows you um, the, the mind behind Putin and, uh, and, and what he's trying to accomplish and, uh, and, and that, that he's untrustworthy. And so, so there was an agreement signed in 94 and Ukraine gave up its nuclear arms. You were third in the world yes. for nuclear arms power mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in order to ensure that protection. And now he's, he's not honoring that agreement. Well, yeah, yes. And, and it's, and it's already started in 2014 and now it's like a war all over the country. So it's like aggression, all over the whole country. It's not just he just took Crimea, which was really, really bad, and it's not right, but now it's like the whole country is on fire just because Putin decided that he took over Ukraine. And I remember this, like, from from our conversations um, that we had late at night at my house when you came and stayed, and I will never forget it. In Mm -hmm. fact, I repeat this story um, a lot when people ask me why I'm voting a certain way, I will often share the story that you shared with me um, about your grandparents. So this this Russian and this Russian um, hunger to take over uh, by force and to control this began or started actually not just in in 94. Of course, um, we know that in the revolution in 1917, it, it started then. And yes. in your family, your grandparents were living then, and they experienced um, that the the personal impact from that. Can you share with our audience the story that you shared with me about your grandmother's land? Uh, that, well, that yeah, I'm pretty sure it happened for lots of people in Ukraine, and maybe not even in Ukraine, where communists communists declare equality for everybody, for everybody, and then just, just they just took all the land. So you can nothing do about it, or you're just gonna be killed. So they just came and take all the land or whatever you have. So, so and let me, so let me just get. So did they just come? like knocked on the door one day. So your, your mother, your grandmother grew up on an estate and well, yeah, it was, it was her. It was my great grandmother. It's not my grandmother. It's oh, okay. Her. It's okay. Her. Yeah. But like more recent example. And it's again, not just in my family, like every family remember that, every grandparents remember that. It's a hunger of 1933 when Stalin took all the bread in Ukraine. So Ukraine never hunger. If you know, Ukrainian soil is the richest in the world. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. So Ukraine never experienced hunger. That's why historically Ukraine never started war because she doesn't have to fight for bread. Yes. We always had bread. Yes. But Stalin took all the bread in 1933, like all the food, all the bread, everything. So many millions, well, we're talking millions of people were died, died. Million people died, yeah. Millions. I, 
I saw that I read something about that when I was looking into the history and saw a picture of a man that was starved to death just out on the streets because he was so hungry and also read about how uh, Ukraine is a very fertile land. And but I want to go back to the farm, the, the story about your great grandmother, just so that people understand Mm-hmm. This was land that was owned by your family mm-hmm. and the government, the Russian, the USSR, they came in and they just said, okay, this is ours now. Yeah. That's, that's, that's basically it's, mm-hmm. it is, it is that um, it would be like for us, if somebody came to your house today and said, um, I'm sorry, this it's is no longer yours. Yeah. It's yeah. not your and yeah, it's not yeah. your land. And You're not so, allowed to have that much because yeah. you have to equal. You have to have like just tiny sandwich for today. That's yes. what we allow you to have. Yes, yes. Which was which which that was Marxism. That was communism. Yeah. Um. And um. And we know that historically that this government system does not work. Um. And it, you know it doesn't matter how hard somebody works. Um. The, the a government just walked in and took away where your parents lived. I mean, where your great grandmother. Yeah, lived. yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, yeah. And mm-hmm. that story, I don't know if you remember that night that you told me, but I kept mm-hmm. saying, "Wait a minute, tell me this again," because it was like I live in America, and I like that would never happen here because mm-hmm. of. Um, the laws that we have in place. And so to me, it was so, it was so far beyond anything I could understand that, yeah, and, that could and happen. It's a common story. It's not just happened in our family. It's a very common story that happened to a lot of people back then. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Olena, I remember um, Marina was um, the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. missionary that came and stayed with us. Mm-hmm. And I remember her telling me stories growing up with her mom, having to stand in line for bread. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like all of that being, being a reality mm-hmm. uh, because of this forced, you know, this hunger for power um, and wanting to. Control. It's funny, like for, for now, for the situation now, what mm-hmm. I'm seeing there is nothing political. I mean, like, I mean, among the people of Ukraine, for example, nobody talks politics. Everybody's so united. No really? one. Does. Yeah. It's just so amazing how people united together. They're like, they keep saying uh, Putin doesn't understand how he, how much he united the whole nation together. Yeah. Wow. So it's in, I, and, and I know like everybody has its own opinions. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like politics and everything, but, and I, I'm pretty sure, you know, Putin's propaganda is everywhere. It's not just in Russia. It's everywhere. And I know we just read an article recently because we do speak uh, Russian as well. So there were an article, then they put it and they say, uh, all those tension, all those fights, that they put among American people to, you know, to, to make, to divide them. That's also, it's one of the Russian strategy for United States. Really? 
vision, yes. All of those, all of those fights we have recently, you know, and that we had and we we're having. So it's all, it's like Putin is really happy because all of his propaganda, what he was doing, he's trying to confront people with each other and make them fight. Yeah. Wow. And it, it, it was an article that they, they say when, when we were, when we're going to take over Ukraine and America is going to destroy their, themselves because of the fights they are having. Because, because of the fight within. That is very profound. That is very profound. Um, but like what you're saying is, um, so what you're saying is Putin wants America to be divided and he's, he's de- behind that because that helps to make us weaker um, yes. against him. And, but what he is doing to Ukraine has actually united not- the people. Yeah. Yes. So, so give us a little heart um, into that, into the people of Ukraine right now. So, are so they are their hearts are strong and they're united. Is that is that what you're seeing? Yes. So, well, of course, uh, everybody believed for Putin's sanity and he won't start a war. Well, of course, the whole world probably seen lots of troops on Ukrainian-Russian border and Belarus and Belarus. Mm-hmm. So uh, we all saw that, but everybody still believed he's not going to do it. We hope for that. But he started fire. So at first, um, we uh, people were scared. It was a lot of fear. It was a lot of uh, people tried to move their families to the West border and, like, move out of the country or something like that. Uh, so it was a lot of panic and fear. Of course, it's a war. It's scary. But for now, people, again, they are united in everything. So like in everything. So they're trying to, trying to support their army. They're trying to help each other. They're cooking, like women doing their part. They're cooking for uh, others. So men trying to help with all of the work that while well, they're digging or they're, so there are, there are a lot of work and they're organizing groups and tr- trying to check buildings and roofs for diversity was it diversity diversion what's the word i forgot the people who are like russian agent they are doing marks yeah yeah. so yeah they are looking for that and uh in everything they work together they support their president their like former president uh, also working their mayors and like all the people all of them they're just working working together they're defending their families defending their country you cannot believe how, how it's just amazing. Amazing. That is awesome. That is awesome. And you have, you have a family member that lives in Kiev, correct? Well, yeah, my, uh, my aunt and uncle and all of my cousins. And we of course have so many friends there. Yeah. So yeah. They're still, uh, telling us and well, yeah. How have you been able to talk with them since the invasion? Oh, it's a constant connection. Yes, of course. We're texting nonstop. We're calling nonstop. They're like, okay, we have to go to shelter because their missile is hitting and uh, uh, bombing started. Or, or, for example, okay, now it's my turn to go check the buildings, to check all the... Um, so they're basically protecting every inch of their um, territory, of their... Um, subdivision and stuff like that so people even they don't have guns 
they're still going to fight. So Putin have to understand he's not fighting only against Ukrainian army. He's fighting every single person, every single person defending their home. Wow. Wow. Yes. So like you say, everybody's doing, doing a part, playing a part. Yes. For example, one of, uh, one of my friends, she's a pediatrician. So she said, please, I know there are a lot of people having a, 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 questions or some struggles with small kids please here's my number here how can you reach you what you have to do so everybody uh serving with the talent they have and the profession they have and uh, there are so many examples so uh i know the war started but the life didn't stop so we still have mm-hmm. pregnant people that they need to give birth that we have like <laughs> uh so many examples in the shelter giving birth where nothing, you know, it's nothing there. It's like two blankets and they're still giving birth. There are some people who need help because they are sick. So life didn't stop. We still have the problems and whatever, but we can see how Ukraine work for each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, I'm so proud of the nation and um, my homeland country and how uh, amazing people uh, out there, how they act in the how they act in the situation like that when it's super scary, when it's so much tension, where it's like blood everywhere. But they're uh, uh, amazing. I mean, what text or what message has your friends or family shared with you that? Oh was the most um that that struck you the most that was most meaningful that you can share with our audience well uh, first of all like uh, for, first of all um everybody believed that they're gonna win so first thing so it's we're gonna win so how scary it is how awful it is so people are talking we're gonna win and people what's what struck me also like everybody's praying like uh, you can see, you go on Facebook, and of course, it's for me. It's like the most platform where I can see everybody. Yeah. In a, like in ten minutes, I can scroll and I can see everybody, and I can go and check on everybody what everybody's doing. What's you know how is everybody doing? So, uh, of course, everybody says, "Please pray for Ukraine." Please just support the army. Please do your part. Please help. Please uh, praise the Lord. So, you know, it's just un- unbelievable and amazing uh, to hear, again, in such an awful situation, that people still know they're going to win and that God is on their side and that the truth is, you know, it's on God's side and it's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the hearts of the Ukrainian people and their faith is, is very strong right now. Um, and, uh, and, and I would say yes. And amen, that light is stronger than, than darkness. Um, and so, so with that, then it gives the Ukrainian people hope too. like when we in America, when we say that we're praying for them, when we post, post our support. Um, and so certainly that, that is one thing that, that all of us, uh, can, can do here. Um, and, and I'm so glad that you get to have, that you have been able to, you know, remain in contact with them, uh, during this time. I know that that is, that's a blessing, uh, to, to, 
to them as well. Um, give us give us insight into um, the church in in Ukraine uh, during this time. I mean, they're not able to meet, but um, but how are they keeping their faith strong? Well, again, it's um, it's all about the unity. Everybody's united. You can see every denomination. They're all together standing and praying for their country. So there is no, like, it's my church or this is this denomination. Like, everybody's praying, everybody's gathering. And, of course, like, in 2022, it's, you know, technology. You can do the meetings. You can do uh, Zoom. You can do online uh, services. You can do prayer uh, uh, chain. You can do so much. And that's what they've been doing. But I can tell, like, for people who didn't grow up in church, for people who never believe in God, so they still believe. And we have even a joke that uh, Ukraine believe even harder than any other priest in the world, even the Pope. Like, how how Ukraine believe right now is just, you know, nobody believes that hard. Yeah. Yeah, that their faith is just strong. Yeah. Uh, though in, in this time of darkness, it's so encouraging to hear um to hear this this report uh from Ukraine. And and certainly um from what I see, I feel like that the world, yeah, uh, lots of people in the world are standing with with the U people in, in the Ukraine, which is uh which is wonderful. Can you can you share with our women? Uh, how specifically we can pray. Um, you know, we're praying for light to push back the darkness. Um, but what specific ways, like what, how would you tell us to pray specifically? Yeah, and I'm feeling because my experience, because I constantly praying like multiple times a day about that. So, of course, we pray about the army because they are on the front line. They are the, actually the ones who are fighting for defa- defending their families. There are we, of course, we lift up them to, to the Lord so God would protect them, so God would have mercy. So God would end all of, all of that. I don't know. It's just we cannot just, I don't know. It's unbelievable. In 2022, 21st century, we have a bloody war like this. So of course we're praying for our um, uh, for our army and for those who are on the front line, and we're praying for wisdom for President Zelensky for world leaders, and of course even Putin to I don't know stop it or maybe I don't know God has its way maybe turn it against him even I don't yeah. know because he's threatening the world with nuclear weapon right now so. I'm praying that God would turn it against him. So yeah. whatever plans for Ukraine or maybe United States or Europe or the whole world, it's mm-hmm. going to be turned against him. So yeah. because it's so wrong. So we're praying for that. We're, of course, we're praying for every single person in Ukraine. It's it's a very hard time. Yeah, we've been talking positive of United, how they're united and how strong and courageous and even humor takes place there. But still, it's a very hard time. It's a war. People are dying and it's really hard and they have needs. They they may not have, uh, I don't know, medical something or food or anything. I don't know. You know, it's just when you're not allowed to go on the street, 
and you just stuck in a shelter. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we pray constantly for protection and for God's mercy for every single person in Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely is um, a, a hard, it's, it's really unimaginable um, to me. I um, just can't even begin to imagine. I, I saw in the news uh, last evening, a mother who was in a shelter and she was holding a little baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you had just mentioned that there are women giving birth yeah, in the shelter. inside shelters, you know, with, with just two blankets. And so I think, you know, um, just even thinking about that um, and remembering that and just lifting, lifting up um, the women in prayer. Uh, we were praying together. We meet together on Fridays um, inside the online community that we have in the treasure tribe. And and we were just praying, praying, praying for the mothers, praying for the babies. Um, And of course we know that it is a very dangerous time. You were telling me uh, before we started recording that there were 17 killed that um, Russians just. I hope nothing happened during the day today, but it's still 17 kids, little kids were killed. It's just kids. We're not talking innocent people, army or any, just kids. And it's breaks my heart. Just, you know, little, small kids were killed because of aggression. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what is, is your, your is your what is your greatest prayer for for Ukraine? Is it freedom? I mean, you know that they would have their own country, their own identity. I love how, in the beginning of our conversation how you talked about the stolen identity. So is that? Yeah. Really- no, there are a lot of propaganda, uh, Putin's propaganda. So it's just. I cannot even listen to the Russian news. Even we, we were watching them for fun for a while till all of those uh, uh, events took place. You know, it, it's it's even funny to watch what they are saying. And and I know it's not just in Russia. So the Putin's propaganda about the nationalists in Ukraine and you know and that it's all Russian territory and that uh, Ukraine is side of Russia so it's 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 not true it's mm-hmm. not so you know for me uh, it, it looks like Ukraine yes Ukraine is fighting for its freedom Ukraine is sovereign country it has its own language but to me it's like Ukraine proving to the whole world, it's not just Ukrainian freedom. It's like for the whole world, it's it's time to come to our senses, you know, yeah. and see what's really going on. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I love how you say that because it's, it's not just um, their freedom, that this really has implications for the entire world. And, um, and, and something that I feel like that I see so clearly now, and I truly believe with, with everything in me, um, is that, you know, God's purpose for leadership, um, is to not for leaders to lord over them and to control other people and to conquest. It's to serve others and to, and to give people the freedom to make their own choices. And 
So for those reasons, I don't believe that a controlling dictatorship, um, uh, a country, um, a country that tries to control everything, your religion, your faith, uh, a communist sort of regime, I don't believe that that is, is God's will. And the reason why I don't believe that, and I feel very strongly that I can say that, is because um, I've been, we've actually been studying God's kingdom, which is God's kingdom reign, right, in, in the Bible, God's reign over my life. And one of the things that I see about the way that he reigns is that he gives us choice. He gives me freedom of choice. And so anytime there is a leadership that has that controlling aspect of it, um, mm-hmm. it is to me dark. It, it, it flies directly against the God's intention, um, for, for leadership and, and how others should lead and how governments should lead. Um, and so, uh, Elena, you're exactly right that, um, it's, it's not just, it's a wake up call for the world to mm-hmm. understand that, um, that freedom isn't free and that, that we should fight for it. Uh, and, um, and just the, the people in Ukraine have, I mean, they've like stolen my heart. They like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like these women, when I saw the picture of the mom with the little baby and I was like, and, and she, she was, um, she just had a heart like for the country still and for, you know, everybody, like you say, is, is coming together. Um, and it really humbles me and puts me to shame. Like when I want to get divisive here in America about stuff that really, you know what, like that's not worth like being divided over at all, you know, that they're, that, that we need to be put redirecting my energy. Yeah. Toward- and I, places. there is a difference of having your own opinion. We all have. And it's it's not about the opinion. You can have your opinion, but to fight over and bring division to a country, to a family, to, you know, that's going to destroy you in the long run. Yeah. It's what all of us need. And it's for the whole world, you know. Yeah, yeah. You had talked about Putin's propaganda. I want to go back to that just a little bit. Um, so this is what he's putting out in the news to to Russia um, and, and to other countries. What is his biggest um, his biggest strategy, I guess, with with his propaganda that you've experienced? Well, uh, we, we partially talk about it. So he wants to just control over. He wants to put his Russian president. He wants, like he said, to gather all Russian, like Kiev and Rus Russian territory together. So that's what he's been doing. He's trying to resurrect Soviet Union, I guess. So, uh, but it's, it's not going to happen. It's like it's different, different people, different sovereign countries. You cannot just go and take over a country. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. So, well, we, um, everybody that's listening today, you know, prayer is so powerful. Um, And we often don't think, well, you know, I I feel helpless. 
I can't do anything. Prayer is so powerful. Um, and yeah, and we are, um, we are going to put together some scriptures, uh, that, that you can pray over Ukraine and a little link that you can print and download and put in your Bible and just, you know, keep it with you and every morning, uh, to lift up and, and to pray for Ukraine. And, um, and I would say, um, that uh, one another thing that we can do because the Bible says some things only come out by prayer and, and fasting and uh, and Jesus was working with a man that that was demon possessed and I know that I I would love to um, to fast in in Ukraine in in their name and not just pray but to fast and pray and so perhaps it is maybe. Um, that you can look on your calendar and just say, you know, I'm going to fast this meal and and just pray for Ukraine in this. And, you know, when an army of women, when we gather together and pray, I mean, it just it just is so powerful. Uh, it is powerful. We need to remember it, that. I actually uh, got a message from the frontline army fighters who said, we can feel your prayers. We can we can feel and see God's power. Wow. What's going on. Yeah. Please, please keep doing that because there are a lot of situation and even examples where God is fighting for us. Wow. It's still still Ukrainians dying, but they can still feel and see uh, the prayers, the power of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is so, that just gave me chills. That's so beautiful. So from the front line, your prayers are being felt. Um, I want to encourage you as the Lord leads you just to consider maybe fasting and praying for you. Are there any last thoughts that you want to share on our podcast? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> I think, um, the main, um, my thought is that Ukraine is different. So I want to people to, I think the whole world now knows what's Ukraine and what's Russia and it's different. So Ukraine is different sovereign country and uh, it has its own, own language, own culture. And uh, I want people to understand the, who Putin is. Who, who he really is. He's just, you know, he's just the biggest evil and terrorist that threatened the world. So, and uh, do not, please do not underestimate him. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just very dangerous. And that's why uh, Ukraine is um, calling for help. Like, consider it's like somebody came to your house, like a murderer came to your house and you have to defend your kids and your house. So, and it's dangerous those people have no limits. They just do whatever. And there is no civil war in Ukraine. I, I want to really, I want to emphasize this too. There is no civil war on Eastern, Eastern Ukraine or anywhere. No civil war. It's just Russian aggression against Ukraine. Just Russian aggression against Ukraine. And and I love how, um, you know, we started out with you saying that right, there was that stolen identity, that Ukraine, they have their own culture. They are their own people. And uh, and that so much is, is at stake here. Um, and you had mentioned something in the very beginning that I want to point out to, to our audience, because, again, this just reveals 
the the thirst and the hunger for power and control and to take away freedom. Um, and that is just even with your name, right? Mm-hmm. That your your Ukrainian name, your birth name is Olena, O L E N A. Well, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Olena. Well, when I met you, it was Lena. I, I remembered it as Lena, L E N A. Yes. And so when we were connecting for the podcast, I said, "Do do I have your name wrong?" And and you told me, tell our audience what you what you said. Well, I'm proud that I was born in Ukraine, and I was born in Soviet Union. It was still Soviet Union, Soviet mm-hmm. Union, and we were forced to speak Russian, everybody's supposed to speak Russian. It doesn't matter what country is united under, you know, one umbrella, like they said, whatever. So uh, you have to speak Russian, but Ukraine has its own language. We have Ukrainian language. So my name in Ukraine sounds like Olena in Ukraine and Russian version is Lena. And when I was um, uh, doing my documents here in the United States, I could put whatever I want in my passport. So I decided I want to put my Ukrainian name because I'm proud to be born in Ukraine. So I put Olena and I want to be Olena is my Ukrainian name. I love that. And you know, you know what that reminds me of and really this whole like scenario here. So in the Bible, in the book of Daniel, um, Daniel was a part of the Jewish people that were carted off to, to Babylon. And what Babylon wanted to do was to change their identity to get them to morph into their culture and change power Mm -hmm. over them. And so what did they do? You know, he made them, you know, change their names. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, Daniel over and over again, um, maintained his freedom. He didn't bow down when the narcissistic leaders, I mean, because that's truly what's going on here, you know, try to make him bow down. He ate the food that he wanted to eat and he remained true uh, to, to his identity. And that is exactly um, what has been going on and what's been trying to go on. And so, you know, God bless you, uh, Olena, and the people in Ukraine who are uh, who are standing for uh, the very ideals that God holds so dear. And um, I'm just I'm truly humbled and uh, and blessed. And you are uh, true heroes, every single one of you. And and we stand with you. And we do. And we appreciate every single prayer and the churches that give like half of the service to pray and stand in the gap. It's so important, so powerful. And and as you can see by the message from Ukraine, they can feel it. They can feel that God goes for them, that God fight for the truth for Ukraine. So it's amazing. We're thank you for just not being silent. It's also very important. Like I'm very sad for um, some people who just stay away from that. And it's not political. I'm not talking politics. I'm not talking go take a gun and go in Ukraine. No, I'm not talking just please do not be silent. There is something we need to, to say about what we're doing. We're fighting for freedom. Just please do not be silent that we are, 
really do appreciate it. Where I appreciate you talking about it. I appreciate you having me and just keep, you know, helping Ukraine with your prayers and donations. It's amazing, beautiful. Thank you. You're beautiful people. So that wraps up our podcast episode today. Thank you so much for taking time to listen in to Alina Batsuk. She did such a great job, didn't she? I left that interview so inspired to pray, and I hope that you are too. You know, Jesus told his disciples in Luke 18, verse 1, to always pray and never give up. What a powerful thing prayer is. What a collective thing we can all do together to stand together. People of Ukraine, we are praying for you. We are with you. May you have a beautiful rest of your day. Keep the people of Ukraine in your minds and in your hearts. And always pray and never give up. Next week, we'll be back with the last episode in our Lasting Transformation series. So I look forward to seeing you then. And again, I want to say a huge thank you to all our donors that make this podcast and everything that we do at Treasured Ministries possible. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye-bye.